Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, 12th of July, 2017. This is The Gap, episode 378. I'm Luke Laurie. Judd Gorey is here from... He's back from China, at least. I am. Shanghai? I made it out. Yep. How was that? Uh, it was smoggy. It was very hot. And it was humid as fuck. It was basically like if Townsville got super duper polluted and nobody spoke English. Mm. Uh, so, you know, not too bad. Um, yeah. Did you get to do anything other than work? Not really. A lot of drinking. Yeah. We're staying at this hotel. So, we're staying at a hotel with all the players... Um, not really very close to anything. Like we weren't in the heart of Shanghai. We're sort of on the outskirts or like in, I think maybe like the business district or something. I never really got a really good idea of like where we were. I will tell you that we were literally a block away from the red light district, which we found out in, um, basically the normal fashion you find out you're basically in in the red light district which was uh hey let's go for a walk and find somewhere you know really authentic for dinner uh hey how come all of these um mostly undressed ladies keep asking uh like talking to us in english when nobody else can talk speak english uh, and they also all, all want to invite us to get massages what's going on here <laughs> it's interesting yeah uh, we would we did go to a well, very close to a, a place called Mr. Sun's uh, Crab Restaurants, the Crab Expert, which uh, uh, I thought good. would be well and truly like the place to be. But unfortunately, Cam Shea from IGN was uh, going vegetarian on the trip. Man, and, what is uh, it with you on trips with? Get, getting part, partnered up with vegans and vegetarians and I don't know I don't know everyone's always got some quirk about what they will and will not eat yeah. uh, for example me I won't eat uh, no I don't have anything there's nothing on that what list about I'll eat everything next time on one of these trips and someone pulls the card you'd be like well I don't eat veggies uh, yeah I could try that but then I'd have to meat. like persist with it for Just- the, and I'd get like uh, what was that disease that uh brock lesnar got remember oh, i'm not sure it was like diverticulitis or something yeah because all he ate was fucking bear meat from bears that he'd murdered himself <laughs> and he ate so much of it that the fucking lining of his stomach ate ate itself like it, it was just like the internal organs in his body decided oh i guess we only eat meat hang on oh we're made of meat let's eat ourselves and that's basically what happens when and it, Ruined his UFC career. Um, yeah, how bad? How fortunate for that. He was the fucking heavyweight champion, mate. Hmm. So you know, and now he's. But then he cheated. Well, that's true. Um, yeah, so uh, that was that was pretty interesting. We um, took so long wandering around the um, the red light district that when we got back to. Uh, like a location like there was like a mall near us and it had a bunch of restaurants in it when we got back there all of the restaurants inside were closed and so we had to go find somewhere else and it was pretty hard to work out like you go to like i go to places and they've got like just a tiny bit of english like enough enough for me to be able to get by people in china had zero english like the people at our hotel were at some like weird very like 
uh, Englishified mm-hmm. uh, hotel where everyone spoke English. Uh, not good English, but like enough to get by. Um, yeah, but like literally next door. Yeah, there were a bunch of places where they couldn't speak anything, and so they we just had to like communicate by pointing at pictures of food we wanted and yeah. stuff like that. We'd like order way too much of shit because we weren't able to like indicate how much we wanted so we'd sort of err on the side of caution or they bring like a bunch of shit you didn't order but you can't argue with them well yeah like first of all most of the time it's in dumpling form so you don't find out until you've bitten into it anyway oh you want 16 uh, of these oh okay yeah because well the first day we went like we ordered um they just didn't bring some shit and we're like okay from now on we'll just make sure they like as if even if they bring us too much we make sure they bring shit and uh, so we did, like, we were just, like, pointing, pointing. We wound up, like, ordering almost a double meal at one point, but it didn't matter because we, like, it was our lunch on the last day. Yep. And uh, we weren't going to, like, you know, you wait for the dinner at the on the plane, but the plane doesn't leave until, like, 8.30. And you don't get first meal until about an hour and a half into the flight. So we weren't having dinner until 10 anyway. So we stocked up on food. It was good. Uh, we had Szechuan hot pot, so uh, it was very lucky that nobody was sitting next to me because I was a fart monster on the plane, uh, <laughs> but there was nobody near me, so it didn't matter. Mm. It was a f- fucking packed flight, but because I'm a f- gold frequent flyer dickhole, I'm like, could you make sure, could you just like block off the seats next to me? And they're like, well, we can't block them off. I'm like, but like, just, you know, make them the last ones picked. And they're like, we can do that. And they did that. And so nobody sat next to me. Yeah. Do you not so, know who I am? Look at this card. Look at this. Look at me. I'm, I'm gold, baby. <laughs> now point me to the lounge. Yeah. Um, Where's my jet? Where's my private exactly. jet? Yeah. Where's my private jet? Um, but yeah, had like I had a good time walking around and having a look at stuff. We went into like a bunch of knockoff uh, stores to have a look at crazy knockoff shit. There was a whole ton of knockoff overwatch stuff i have have this picture on my phone where they've like made a lady version of roadhog from overwatch um and it basically looks like if um pam from archer Mm -hmm. decided she was in uh the mad max universe that's what it looks like okay yeah it's weird um but yeah all that kind of stuff i didn't buy anything um because even when it was cheap I mean and nothing in Shanghai you go over to China and you think everything's going to be super well priced but Shanghai is like the exception I think nothing in Shanghai is fucking cheap it's all way more expensive there was a store right next to us a Hasbro store like literally just Hasbro shit all Hasbro shit like walls of Transformers and stuff and I had one wall dedicated to Nerf guns and I'm like I am actually in heaven right now. Mm. Uh, and I went looking around. They had the fucking, they had the new one, the uh, one that shoots the balls and it can fit a hundred fucking balls in it. And oh, yeah. yep. you can't order it except from the fucking States at the moment. And you can't get it in Australia. And I went and I looked at it and it was about 230 Australian dollars. What? And you, you can get it shipped from the states for less than that so why the fuck would you do it do they make uh like cheap chinese knockoff uh darts as well for that yeah i did find some cheap 
knockoff darts, yeah. and they were they were actually really cheap. But uh, I didn't buy any. Um, if I want super cheap knockoff darts, I'll just go to fucking Alibaba again or whatever I did last time. Yeah. That's the way to go. Um, but yeah, so we did the knockoff stores, went walking around, touristy things, went along the Bund, the river there, and yeah, looked at stuff. Uh, but most of it, like. 90% because we start like the games and start at 10 and they finish a little bit before 10 p.m. But like by the time you had to take like a half hour shuttle, or it was more like 45 minute shuttle from the hotel to the thing. So like, yeah, you, a long days, man. Yeah. So I was basically getting up, uh, having breakfast and then going and sitting there watching Hearthstone. Uh, in the media area, which I was happy to do because it had uh, had Wi-Fi and Blizzard had put their, I think they put their corporate VPN on the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And so you're actually able to access the outside world from behind the great firewall of China. Yeah. Which I couldn't do in my hotel room because I didn't fucking, I forgot to, I did all this shit to make sure I had to get a visa and all this stuff and make sure I'm good to go and blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah, like forgot to install a VPN on my laptop. So, yeah, couldn't really get one from behind the firewall. So I was a bit stuck, which was annoying. So I couldn't really access anything from my hotel room. So if I wanted to do work, I had to go, to the Hearthstone Arena and do work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, watched a lot of Hearthstone. Um, that's about it. Cool. Played some Hearthstone, obviously. Played some Hearthstone? Watched yep. some Hearthstone? Yep. Um, were there any Australian Hearthstone players over there as well? Yeah, there were. There was there was an Aussie playing and there was a Kiwi playing. So, Citizen Napa was the Aussie and Mage was the Kiwi and uh, yeah, they were both uh, representing the APAC region. So four four regions got to send people over. Um, from APAC, there was someone from Japan, someone from Korea, someone from Australia, someone from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Europe had like I don't know Scandinavian. Uh, the US was pretty much all US, I think. Oh no, one Brazilian. Um, and the others were United States and then China had its own region. Uh, China didn't make it to the quarterfinals. All four of them got knocked out before the quarterfinals. Uh, but the, like the crowd still stayed around, which I thought was awesome. So they stuck around to watch all these foreigners, uh, beat, beat up, Hearthstone, uh, which was pretty good. They had their, I guess they like they then had surrogate surrogate fucking people to be fans of, and Mage was one of them, the Kiwi. Uh, he's probably the best player in the in the APAC region, I'd say. Um, but uh, he also speaks like speaks Chinese. I can't remember which one. Um, and yeah, like I think just has that sort of sensibility about him i think they like like sort of a little bit arrogant uh but also able to to pull it off so yeah he he was a bit of a fan favorite uh and the other one is calento who is similar to mage which isn't a surprise because mage 
has said that he specifically like uh shaped his style of play of like being a player all of it off of Calento. so yeah uh basically yeah he sees Calento as his mentor Calento is like a multi-time champion uh like has traveled the world playing hearthstone very good um comes across about as a bit of a d-bag uh, but is actually, I think he just he has like a persona that he just carries on with, and it's f- so far from his actual personality. Yeah, uh, off screen, it's I like guess. A wrestler. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they all need to do it, man. Like because basically, at the end of the day, right? The really good Hearthstone players are all. They all seem to be. Um, like the super good ones also seem to be really like withdrawn sort of like introverted uh, thinkers and they like that scene would benefit so much from some pageantry from them coming out and like just shit talking or anything but instead like at most uh, they're either extremely friendly which is how they like that's how they they sort of get out of their shell by being actively friendly to people, uh, which is obviously a good thing. Uh, or, yeah, you get guys who are blank slates, and so anything, any, like, reaction at all is uh, treated as, like, a huge thing. So when, um, I guess, in Mage's last game, he realized he was fucked, uh, like maybe five turns before he was actually fucked and three or four turns before his opponent knew he was, he was fucked. Um, and he was just sitting there like smiling and like leaning back in his chair and, uh, looking around and like waiting for it to be over. And people were going, getting really into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's like, that's, but if like, if instead you had like these wrestling personas, these guys come out and they just trash talk and shit, then uh, you, yeah, that sort of stuff wouldn't be really all that focused on. And yeah, um, yeah, so it was pretty good. I don't know. I talked to both of them. Um, Citizen Napper was awesome. He's like he turned twenty on the third day of the competition. He unfortunately lost uh, out of the quarterfinals, so he didn't make it to worlds. But uh, he was just stoked to actually be there, and he, you know, he he won twelve and a half thousand dollars on his birthday, and he was you know really happy to be making money playing Hearthstone and talking to the press like a pro and all this kind of stuff. Um, my favorite bit of talking to him was uh, I was I was talking to him. I'm like, hey, uh, so when you're not playing Hearthstone, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, playing other games, I guess. And, you know, I'm a student. Uh, but, yeah, playing other games. And I'm like, what what games are you playing? And he's like, um, oh, PUBG. And then we talked about PUBG for about 15 minutes, which was good because I haven't played it in forever. <laughs> yep. uh, and, uh, so, yeah, I was having withdrawals. And, uh, yeah, so we were talking through it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, pop him in my papoose and carry him to his first chicken dinner because he's never won a game before because <laughs> he's a card player. But, uh, yeah, he was, like, super enthusiastic. It was, like, a completely different person. It's because, like, because 
that those sorts of people he's one of those sorts of people who when he is thinking about how he's being watched and people are like studying him yeah he's like super uh i don't know controlled about it but as soon as his might like he yeah. forgot about that he just let go and was just having a you know good old chat about a game that he loved hmm. uh, he was more excited about talking about PUBG than he was about hearthstone which was pretty funny um but yeah he's gonna teach me how to be better at hearthstone i'll teach him how to be better at PUBG. um yeah that's about that uh who else i uh, talked to um Dis- disguised toast mm-hmm. who is a uh, hearthstone nice. streamer uh, i've like quite a popular one uh and we talked about playing PUBG as well which was pretty good uh <laughs> yeah that's about it yeah but uh, uh yeah good games um like interesting games i could still like Forget fucking calling Dota games in 10 minutes. I can call a fucking Hearthstone game in the first hand, in the fucking mulligan. Yeah. Uh, most of the time. Jesus Christ. You can tell. Like, you can 100% tell. It's like, especially when you can see both players' hands, you can definitely tell. Some of those games, everyone could tell. But, uh, yeah, some of the others, you could still, you could still tell that they had no fucking hope of putting together anything unless they top decked for like the first three, three pulls straight and then probably top decked further into the, the hand, um, not further into the deck as well. Uh, and that like, yeah, the first three pulls and just get them back within a fucking sniff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know, man, too, too much of that game is RNG and you just, you just fucked, right? Like there's just no coming back from a game where you're down. Like you can be so down so fucking quick in that game. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Hmm. I guess. So how does, so this tournament that was on the championship is, is it broken up into like, there's one every quarter or something or is it? Yeah. One every quarter. So the way it works is it's through the Hearthstone Championship Tour, and uh, it's it's sort of like a Capcom Pro Tour style, yeah. Uh, where you earn points for like competitions uh, or like reaching legend or stuff like that mm-hmm. throughout the uh, season, and then when the playoffs come up. Uh, I think it's the top 64. I'm not sure. It might be the top 128. Get invited to a tournament. Uh, you you battle your way through the fucking tournaments. Uh, then you qualify for another tournament, uh, like uh, regionals. And then the top four from each region get to go to the championships. And the champion, and like it's from there, like $250,000 worth of prizes. Uh, and yeah. It goes from there. Mm-hmm. And the way it works is, like, you put together a bunch of decks and, yeah, you've got to, like, nominate which decks you're going to play. Your opponent gets to ban a deck at the start. Uh, and, yeah, you're just trying to put together the best matchups that you can you can handle your opponent with. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's... You know what? I, I don't have the clearest fucking idea of it, and I'm going to have a rant that I always have whenever I watch esports, 
but it is the fucking caster's fault that I don't know enough. Uh, it continues to plague esports casting, but they will not explain the details. And it's not like they didn't have opportunities. I mean, Hearthstone, I think ultimately Hearthstone is probably the best game for this because you don't need, like they were doing things like they'd show like a little interview piece with, uh, that they did with like one of the players in a certain match. And it'd be like the player yapping about what they think is important in Hearthstone or whatever the fuck. And it'd be 30 seconds and it'd be, they like, they use that to break up the fucking nat chat, like nattering about fucking Hearthstone games. But instead, if they instead use that time to explain the fucking Hearthstone championship tour concepts, or if they used it to explain what the fuck the cards were, there's this card patches the pirate, right? And, People were drawing it in their hand a lot. Uh, and I haven't played Hearthstone in quite some time. I don't remember Patches of the Pirate. Um, so I was like, obviously, while I was heading over, I, I was playing it, but I don't have uh, Angora decks. So I don't have like heaps of fucking cards. I've got one deck that is on meta. Um, and it's a, like, it's a good deck. It beat it beat like i beat everyone who was like with us uh on the trip right with it um it's a good deck but yeah it's not on meta or whatever the fuck and i didn't know what this patches thing was i had to google it uh which is a pain from behind the fucking firewall but whatever uh why wouldn't they explain it because every time it came out into the hand basically uh it's a card that as soon as you play a pirate it is drawn from your deck wherever it is, wherever it is, and played, which is sort of, it makes it like a value add card, mm-hmm. right? So suddenly you've just got this fucking bonus little pirate on deck, which is, it's good, right? Like that, I get it, right? I get the j- appeal, um, but I think it's like a one mana one one. So I don't think it's that important. Um, the deck that I'm playing the deck that I've managed to put together, right? Technically, it's supposed to have it. It's supposed to have this Patches card, yep. but it's a like Patches are fucking legendary, and I have fucking dust for it, and I'm obviously never going to draw it from packs. So, uh, yeah, I had to swap it out with just a random 1-1, one, one, and it hasn't fucking mattered. I'm still careening up towards fucking level 10 at this point, uh, rank 10 at this point. So, like... Yeah, it's not like patches is that important. And every single time you saw it in the fucking uh, championship tour, it was pulled into their hand and completely useless as a bonus for pirate draw. And instead, just a fucking 1-1 that they fucking play from their hand, which is exactly what... Except the 1-1 I play has a fucking divine shield on it. So, like, aren't I... I'm coming out ahead here, I feel like. Um... Anyway, they never explained why why that card's so important. They could have, because they they complained every time they saw it in hand. They'd be like, "Oh no, there it is again. Oh, there's patches. Oh, you never like to see that." Well, anyway, t- yapping about how I don't know something Kalento is K God or something. Blah 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 blah. They like 
they just don't explain that nitty gritty bullshit that they're supposed to. They don't explain what like. The, I think the closest they came was at one point one of the casters was explaining that if you upgrade your uh, doppel gangsters, I think it is, uh, there are five mana. If you upgrade them with evolve, if you play the evolve card, they get upgraded to. Um, six manas they get upgraded one mana and because there's like you play double gangster and it plays two copies of itself so it's a good card to combo with evolve because you get three six six uh six mana cards for six total mana right mm. so it's it's a good combo to put together and the other thing that's good about it is that in the like of six mana minions something like uh, there's a one in six chance that you will, will get a, a minion with taunt on it. And so if you upgrade three cards to um, to six mana, a six mana like minions, there's a good chance that you will suddenly have a taunt on deck, right? So that's so they explain that. In detail, and it's probably the closest I got to like, holy shit, I am actively learning something without having to entirely interpret shit myself, which is exactly what casters should be doing. I'm not saying they should be doing it all the time, but they only like that happened once, and I I have not forgotten it. That happened once in the fucking 30 hours of fucking Hearthstone I watched over the weekend, and it stuck with me. It's like lodged in. If they did it for more stuff it'd be so much better if they explained why like quest rogue was being nerfed apparently and they talked about it they didn't say why uh but they talked about how quest rogue was being nerfed and so this was the last chance to play quest rogue before it was nerfed and blah 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 Mm -hmm. why why not explain why it's being nerfed why not explain like what makes it so powerful because they kept talking about how it didn't have any favorable matchups Oh my god! It drove me fucking bananas. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, like, and I'm someone I've played. I've I've got five hundred plus wins in fucking Hearthstone. I know how Hearthstone works. Maybe not. I'm not like one hundred percent up to date hmm. on all the fucking cards, but like, imagine if someone else was watching and they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, I've watched the Poker World Tour. Let's watch some Hearthstone." Hmm. Yeah, good, good fucking luck. Like, yeah, they don't explain any cards. They don't explain fucking any like strategic concepts. They 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 just constant they constantly use fucking buzzwords like mid mid range druid or shit like that, like secret paladin stuff like that. Like, yeah, you got no fucking hope if you're new coming into this shit to work out what the fuck is going on. Yep. Anyway. That will be the rant that I go to every single time until someone fixes this shit. Response. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, cool. So who ended up, who ended up winning? Which country? Uh, Denmark. Hoi. Uh, he was the guy who knocked out Citizen Napa, actually. Um, he's a friendly dude. Um, he was actually... I asked him a question... Because uh, in his second game, he, he was like just smashing. Because like most of the most of the plays will go all the way to the rope, which is like the extent, like 
after the rope burns out, it switches to another uh, the other player. Yep. Uh, so that you can't just sit there forever. Um, most of the games in a, in the tournament went to the rope or close to the rope, just because they're like one hundred percent attempting to work out if they they're doing the the perfect move and stuff like that. Like they don't want to leave any anything on the table. They don't want to fuck up. Uh, but in the second game, Hoy against Calento, Hoy was just like bang, 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 bang. Fucking who cares? It's done. Game over. Next game. Uh, he was very, very quick uh, on the play, and I asked him in the press conference after afterwards, like, why could he like what what was behind that? And uh, he explained in depth, like to the point where he was like recalling which cards he had, and he was like, yeah. And then I had this card, and I knew that once I drew this, uh, I couldn't lose. Um, so all I needed to do was this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay. Fair enough. That's way more information than I expected. <laughs> yeah. He's a better fucking caster than the casters. Oh, yeah. my God. Anyway. Um, is, oh. it, is it like a double elimination thing? Is that how it works? Double elimination until the quarterfinals, and that's single elimination, which I think it's a bit I, don't rough. Know, I don't agree with, but I guess otherwise they'd be playing games for the rest of eternity. Mm. But, yeah, so uh, the uh, it sort of sucks because the – Aussie and the Kiwi both won their groups by not losing a game in the group stages mm-hmm. and then lost the first games in the quarterfinals. And so they're knocked out. So, and they both, and because they won the group stages, they played the people who fought through the losers bracket in the groups. Yeah. So they played people who got a second chance to stay in the tournament and they lost to them and they didn't get a second chance, which. Yeah. Yeah, a bit shit. Um, especially in a game with like where RNG plays as heavily as as it does. Uh, best moment of the tournaments, apart from Napper and me talking about PUBG, was uh, Mage was playing Calento, who, if you recall correctly, Mage described as his mentor, um, although they'd never met before. Uh, he was playing him in the... Uh, like group stage uh, second game of the group stage and in the first game he let the rope burn out and didn't attack and he left 11 no 12 points of damage on the on the table Mm -hmm. and then he lost that game so he didn't he didn't put down 12 points of damage on Salento and then he lost that game by 11 (laughs) Which was pretty good. So why uh, did that, he do that? I asked him, and uh, he was saying that basically he was uh, he was locked in on the card. So basically, he uh, picked up a card, and it allowed him to discover, and that allows him to pick one of three cards. Um, and so he's locked in on which card he should pick uh, to like give him the best chance later on. Uh, and he didn't see the rope until the very it got to the very last card. Um, and then, so he picked the card that he like picked a card very quickly and then attempted to attack, but it was too late at that point. And, uh, I asked him what, like, cause the rope makes a pretty loud noise. And, uh, he said that he was having like audio issues. He wasn't, wasn't able to hear the game because mm-hmm. of the, cause he had the noise canceling. Uh, and so he had to basically jack the game up all the way so that he could actually hear the game, uh, hear the game sounds over the noise canceling, canceling. From then on, 
So yeah, it was a mistake, uh, his mistake, but uh, it was also, yeah, he uh, got a bit bone there by some technical difficulties, which is um, a bummer. But uh, the other one, the, like later that, so that was game one, and it seemed like it was like done. He was fucked. Uh, and he's he's talked such a big game about beating Kalento and shit. Um, like they showed, they showed videos of him talking about how, you know, yeah, Kalento's good, but I've watched everything he's ever done and I'm going to beat him. Uh, and Kalento like being all like, yeah, I know that guy. He keeps talking about how he's going to beat me. Funny kid. Uh, and like talking down at him and like it, Everyone thought Kalento had him easy. Anyway, so uh, Mage wins the next two games and then uh, drops a game. And then I think that, yeah, I think it went like that. Otherwise, he had to reverse sweep. Um, and then, yeah, the last game was probably one of the best half-stone games I've ever seen. It went like Mage was fucked early on and he put together like the reason he locks in on on these discovers the reason it takes him so long sometimes is because he's thinking so many moves ahead and he picked up he picked a card out of one of these discovers uh, in like turn four and like 40 turns later it won him the game uh and yeah it was all part of his fucking plan yeah. uh spectacular and i asked him about that game and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm so annoyed. I misplayed. I'm like, what are you talking about? You, that was spectacular. You were, like, you, you were fucking brilliant. Uh, like, you were doing shit nobody had ever th- fucking thought of. And he's like, yeah, no, but... And then he, like, did the thing where he remembers all the cards he played and told me in depth how he'd fucked up and how he could have won like three turns earlier, but he wasn't certain of a interaction between certain cards. And so didn't want to risk it, but yeah, cool. pretty amazing. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I got back into Hearthstone. So I played, I've been playing some Hearthstone. I probably won't play too much more. Uh, I might like reach rank 10 and stop again. Mm-hmm. So I've only got the one deck. I don't have enough to get any other cards and, um, I like I like the deck that I got. It's a shaman deck uh, that basically relies very heavily on this that evolve system that I was talking about, yep. um, which makes it pretty vulnerable to a lot of stuff. And yeah, it would um yeah, it's just sort of I don't know, man. I know I recognize way too often how fucked I am by RNG. Uh, it's like you can create a good curve and still get burned like time and time again. It's the same thing that bugs me about uh, magic, except uh, I can lose even faster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did you ask any of them about it? Any of the players? About what? The RNG? Yeah. Yeah. They have, they have like a good philosophy. Uh, first, like if if you're gonna play Hearthstone for money, then uh, I think you need that philosophy, this philosophy. But basically, RNG, RNG occurs and it happens to everyone, which means the only thing you can do is Try play. To manage it. <laughs> yeah, 
play the best and manage it the best you can. And yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, but I'm not playing it for money, so fuck it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't need to like wait. I played a game. I was playing. The reason we started this late is because I was in the middle of a fucking game uh, against a priest who was hell bent on fatiguing me to death. He was just. He was like literally just killing time to fatigue me to death. Um, so yeah, I was just waiting for that to like basically to to happen. Uh, except I could, I knew I could beat him. I, li- I like, I literally had the tools I needed to beat him. I had board presence. I had it all, and I was chipping him away. He was able to continue healing himself up. I uh, never really got back over like twenty health. Uh, the minions on board. All I needed was a single bloodlust, and it must have been in the last two cards in my fucking deck. Uh, like they both, my my last two cards in my deck must must have both been bloodlusts because I didn't get a single fucking bloodlust and there were two cards left and I died and yeah like what the fuck what the fuck am I supposed to do if I'm gonna like get that unlucky when literally for like seven turns all I needed was a bloodlust and I could have fucking I would have been able to like just wipe him out and yeah if I, I just can't yeah I just can't and it's like everything else I could do to like stay continue to keep my board presence, put some damage on him uh, so that he'd have to like focus on healing himself and wipe his minions off the board. Like ridiculous. Anyway. So, Um, yeah. Cool. Is it, so it's pretty much, you've got to be up to date with the latest expansions and, and like that sort of stuff. You can't play any old things. Yeah, uh, they get like uh, sort of cycled out. Yeah. So some of the older expansions get cycled away and you can't play them anymore. Like the cards don't really work anymore. So I, when I wait, went in to play it uh, while I was over there, I had to delete all my decks because they all had cards that have been sort of rotated out. Yep. And were no longer valid. So none of my decks were valid. So I had to build this thing. And I had to like use what little dust I had to actually make it work. I used like twelve hundred dust to make the rare cards. I couldn't make any legendaries or anything. I could only make like rare cards that I needed to um yeah. Actually make a deck that would actually function. And yeah, I got lucky in that. I actually got a legendary, and I actually got a legendary I would use. Shocker, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. You got to stay up. You got to stay up on on all that shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, ain't got time for that. Yeah. No. All right. Um, let's talk about Dead Cells, and you've been playing a bit of that as well. This was like your go-to game while you were on the plane or while you were in the hotel so the flight to shanghai is 11 hours long and i didn't want to sleep because i fly out at nine arrive at 6 30 shanghai time if if i sleep on the plane then i'm never going to sleep at night right yeah uh so i yeah just had to keep myself amused so i watched king arthur the 
Guy Ritchie movie. I didn't hate it. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But didn't think it was great. I uh, watched The Guest. Pretty good. I like that movie mm. a lot. Uh, can't say anything about it, except watch it as soon as possible. Watch yeah. it. Uh, and, yeah, uh, the music's awesome. The cinematography's really good. The story's a cracker. Um, and, yeah, it's mostly acted well. Like, few wrinkles here and there. Yeah. Dan Stevens kills it in that. that is that the dude from Watchmen uh legion he's from legion legion he's yeah from, uh he was in beauty and the beast but yeah legion that was the one where i was like oh fuck i'm gonna watch legion because dan stevens is in it and i really liked the guest i thought that was yeah because none of you guys had seen it i kept going on about it yeah yeah um yeah man i don't know just bananas um anyway good a good movie and then, yeah, I played Dead Cells. So I chucked it on my Surface mm-hmm. Pro 4 and uh, plugged in a controller and just, yeah, just played it. Um, I must have played it for like four, five, more, four or five hours, I'd say. Um, I really like that game, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm glad I got it. Uh, like... I, it's it's not like other Metroidvania games. It is so fucking quick. Once you get like used to it, once you get good at it, oh yeah, it's so fucking quick. It is like fucking bang bang bang, like hammering buttons, hmm. quick. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm well into it. I know I know I'm not that. I guess far. I guess I'm past the halfway point. Because uh, I beat the Black Bridge, which I believe is the halfway boss. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, and, yeah. Uh, and I did the, like, one area after that. But, yeah, it's just, it's really fucking good, man. I got, like, there, I got so many questions, though. <laughs> so many questions. Yeah. Um, like, when it says plus... 10% damage or something. Mm-hmm. Is that the amount of damage you take when it's in orange? Or is uh, that- when, when you're on your weapons? Yeah. No, I think that's plus 10% damage you're dealing. You reckon? I think so. Because usually it kind of stacks with like other things. With other things. Yeah, sometimes you'll have, like, a hit chance or you'll be able to upgrade the weapon. Um, so, it kind of factors in, like, this weapon does 132 damage, but you've got a plus 10% on it as well. So, now it does whatever per second. Like, it, I think it calculates all that and adds it up in the end. Because um. you can actually... Uh, use cells to buy upgrades for these weapons and do more yep. damage. I think that's what it's factoring in. I haven't really <laughs> looked into it too much. All right. Well, I was, I, I was, I don't know, a bit confused. So I'd been operating under the assumption that it was a like damage modifier on me, mm. um, and I was obviously attempting to avoid that. So I've been hamstringing myself a little bit. But anyway, so uh, if you missed us talking about or Luke talking about it last time, the Dead Cells is a uh, 
is a Castlevania or Metroidvania game, but mixed with Dark Souls. And don't get like, oh god, it's it's a Dark Souls. Oh god, you know the the concept that uh, games are like Dark Souls is so played out. But this one actually understands the concepts that make uh, Dark Souls compelling mm-hmm. and uh, uses that as opposed to just sort of, oh, it's, uh, it's you know, some sort of gothic horror medieval fantasy shit. Mm-hmm. I guess it must be like Dark Souls. And it's really hard. No, like you've got these cells instead of souls, whatever, um, that you collect and use them to upgrade yourself. And uh, you're... Like, those upgrades persist as you, like, when you restart. When you die, you immediately restart, except in, like, very, very, very uh, small circumstances, like, narrow circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you lose all of those cells unless you can bank them, and you only bank them by finishing a level, and... Yeah, you basically got to get to a point where you can finish a level. And, like, as long as you can do that, you can bank some of those cells. And you can use those to upgrade your stuff. As you upgrade your stuff, you're able to unlock more weapons or make them more powerful or, um, yeah, stuff like that. Or, like, retain. Every time you die, you lose all your gold, but you can get upgrades so that you retain that gold. Um, you can upgrade your like health flask, so it's got more uses. Yep. I think they're the two primary like items that you kind of get to use. Yeah, and there's like abilities and things as well. Yeah, and the other thing is you got to find these blueprints around, and so blueprints you only keep blueprints by banking them as well, which is uh, yeah, a bit scary. It can make it very tense if you find like a rare blueprint that you'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um. And, yeah, you make your way through and you get low on health and you used all your health upgrades and the sort of, uh, sorry, health potions. The tension that, that Dark Souls has about it uh, sometimes when you feel like you're weighed, like you're out on the fucking end of your tether doing your best to, to stay alive. it's It really taps into that sense uh, in a really good way and... Um, yeah, it nails that fucking, I don't know, that feeling of fucking horror not at the things around you. Although it does it does use, like, some pretty uh, frightening imagery. Like, cartoonish, but frightening. Mm. Um, yeah, like, despite, like, the art style, like, the horror is for your own well-being. And so it, it does a really good job with that shit. Um, yeah. It's um, it's something, man. I like some of the combos I've started putting together. I just, I just, I'm able to get on huge murder sprees. Hey, have you have you found those runes in the ground? And you open a challenge room. Yeah, I've not finished one of those. I got <laughs> disgustingly close. Yeah. Uh, today, but fucking died i don't know what happens you need to kill everybody in that room in a certain amount of time and not get hit (laughs) yeah well fuck it and it's it's not a lot of time either it's like 80 seconds you gotta and these are big rooms and there's lots of people in them so basically what i'll do is i'll find the fucking rune 
and I, I'll clear out the rest of the level trying to find every upgrade I can uh, and then I'll go back in and see what I can put together and sometimes it's well and it's still not enough like I still get fucking killed oh uh, man it's tough I don't know what you get I want to know what you get yeah, if you finish know. a fucking challenge and I've never gotten to the, one of those doors where it lets you through if you've gotten to a certain uh, if you've gotten there in a certain amount of time like every oh, time yeah. I get there you've missed not it by it. Five, four seconds I'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. Yeah. In, my, in like in my experience, they're not worth it. Uh, it's like some cash, yeah, and maybe a single upgrade, but never like you'd expect to have like a chest or a blueprint or something like something to make the fucking race worth it. But instead, yeah, it's just mm. like you're better off just playing through at your regular pace and getting all the cash out that way instead. Yeah, I even like the act- accidental things you s- sort of stumble across as well, where you run to a, like a closed door, but you can still get through them if you hit them. Oh yeah, uh, and it, it like the game gets upset for you at you for doing that shit. Yeah, it's like all right, fair enough, you can get through to this area, but now you're cursed, and it'll take one hit for you to die. You've got to kill twenty enemies. <laughs> yeah, like that risk of reward type thing. Like you can do that if you want to, but. Do you really want to lose all the shit you've got? Yeah. Uh, there's there's one that costs like $3,000 to open. And on the other side, you get that uh, this amulet where if you die, you get brought back to life. Yeah. Uh, and you don't lose all your shit. That's the narrow path you can take to not dropping all your shit when you die. Mm-hmm. Um, I If I find that early in the first level, I'll bash it open every time. I don't give a fuck because why, like, why would it matter? So if you bash it open, you have to kill 40 enemies without getting hit. Uh, and if I can't kill 40 enemies without getting hit on the first level, then I may as well start again. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's Man, I, I really like that game. I've unlocked some really good shit. I've got this... Uh, I was playing with this combo today, the Assassin's Blade, where you get a 150... No, you do a critical hit if you strike from behind. Yep. Uh, and I've got this, uh, like, warp ability where I teleport behind uh, an enemy. Yeah, and you do more damage for backstabbing. Yeah, so you do 150% damage uh, when you, like, after you leave the warp. Yeah. Plus, it's a crit. And so I can one shot basically anything. Uh, you find a, a couple of skill upgrades. You can do it every, once every 1.4 seconds or so. And uh, the other, and, like, the thing I use to. I'll get like bear traps or like turrets. No, I don't like the turret, man. Like it's okay if if it's got fire on it, I'll get the turret. But yeah. uh, otherwise, I'll get the bomb. Uh, just the good old bomb because the bomb's like the sort of fuck you button. Like no, the oh fuck button. Like you, too many things like those robots that spit out birds later on in the game. Mm. Um. Like, those start to swarm you, and you just drop a bomb, and, yeah, they uh, all go down, which is gives you a chance to get back on top of shit. Um, the secondary weapon I'll get is either, like, the Frost Blast, which is good when you just need a, a little bit of a breather, or the um, Infantry Bow, which is the one where you get critical hits if you hit them from close, if you shoot them from close up. Okay. Um, cause then it, anything that doesn't go down in one hit, I'll just shoot with the bow and it goes down. Uh, it gets critted again, which is good. Uh, yeah. but yeah, 
It's yeah, I don't know. It's good, man. Yeah. So since the last time I played, they added in um, a few more things, which is like elemental effects. Right. So that sort of stuff now stacks where, um, like, you see little icons above the enemies' heads if they're on fire or something, and the more yep. of like fire damage you do, the more it kind of stacks and it'll be doing more damage. Um, and then you can combine that with weapons as well. So you might have a weapon that says, like, if they're on fire, you'll do plus 25% extra damage if you hit them. Um, so you can kind of play around with that sort of stuff, like have bombs that set the ground on fire, and then you can you can toy with that sort of thing, uh, which allows you to, like, build, build a, like a variety of different attacks and that sort of stuff so yeah yeah it's pretty cool um and i've also noticed that there's like it's definitely easier than the last time i played it uh the gold um the gold team's a lot more generous than what it was when i was playing right and there's also like caches of cells that you can come across which i hadn't seen before oh yeah so they kind of spit out a, a, a bunch of cells and that wasn't something that was in there there's also like npc characters that I think they're dead, but they kind of give out treasures and that sort of stuff as well. Um, so that's, what? You haven't found them? I found that on, like, the first level the other night when I played. It's like a dude. He, like, kicked him over and he gave me a treasure. It's like a dead dude. Near the door? Maybe. Was he near the doorway? If it was near the doorway, like, yeah, that only happened once for me. And it seemed like it was just supposed to happen. Oh, okay. I'd, I'd not seen that before. He was near. Right. He might have been near a door, but I was like, "Oh, okay, that's different." Um, yeah, he kind of spat out a thing. So, yeah, I don't know. It's. I think it's really good. They've they've uh, they've put in the stat system now in there, so you can kind of see how many times you've died and uh, damage and that sort of stuff. So that's fun. But otherwise, it's pretty. I think it's pretty finished. Like you can definitely play it and feel like it's a complete game. Um, I've never felt like it, the game's never crashed or had any slowdown or. I've never died and felt like it, it was the game's fault. It's always been my fault for fucking up. Um, yeah. Because it's very responsive. You feel like you're in control the entire time. Yeah. Um, it's like not quite like that on the Surface Pro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially in the later levels, it gets framey as fuck. <laughs> yeah. um, but playing it on my desktop, it's it's a lot better. Uh, it Like straight up at the start, it says uh, to you, I see you're playing on an Intel HD uh, graphics card. This game is not optimized for that. Uh, you may have some graphical glitches. Mm. Uh, it didn't. I don't think I died. I don't think it cost me any like lives. Uh, it might have cost me some time, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I still think it's worth it. It's it's like fucking awesome. Hmm. I, I've played because yeah I don't know on the Sunday I had had Jack of just sitting there watching Hearthstone uh, especially because it was a bit hard for us to see sometimes yep. um, and the Aussies got knocked out so I just I was playing that I played it for another couple of hours while I was at the Hearthstone thing and um yeah good times cool alright that's uh, Dead Cells it's out on uh, Steam yeah early access so I, but 
yeah, it's definitely not an early access type of game. No. Yeah. And they're updating all the time. I was playing last night and literally, <laughs> as I was playing it, they sent out an update. So, Right. Um, yeah. Just like a small patch. So, they're always kind of uh, playing around with it. I think in terms of major updates, the last time I talked about this was about a month ago and they put out two big updates. So, they're still working on it. Um, putting in some cool stuff. It's, yeah, it's definitely a game I can recommend a lot. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Uh, oh, PUBG, of course. PUBG. You got uh, your fix when you got back. I did. Uh, I, had to, I had to get in. Um, yeah, I jumped in yesterday. I didn't have it in me to play a lot. And I don't think, personally, I don't think I was playing very well. But, uh, yeah. Because uh, I was super tired. I don't know why. why. Like, I was just jet lagged. I got sleep on the plane. Pro- probably only like four hours. Um, so, yeah. It was just... I was just tired. And uh, jumped in before I was going to make dinner. Yeah. Uh, played some with Drew. And then um, Drew and I jumped in a game with uh, Stabbies, who's a Twitch streamer. Mm-hmm that I know and uh, he, he was like he was playing and he's just ping me he's like jump in let's like play with us we'll play a four stack yeah. uh, I was you know I'm like cool let's do it we jump in and uh, we got a win and it was a good win too I was alive all the way up to the end uh, I got like two of the last three kills uh, but I died before the last one died uh, and Stabby's got the last kill with a like Kobe grenade from like lying down in the grass, and he pinged it right next to the fucking tree where the dude was hiding. So uh, and he like he timed it, he cooked it off as well. So it like landed and exploded. So the dude had no fucking chance. Um, so that was pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah. It was, a, it was a good game though. Like we were just we those guys get it they just their communication games on points uh as soon as you like point like ask for a direction they give you the numbers like stuff like that it's just it's good playing with people who know what the fuck they're doing um yeah yeah it's yeah there's just like all like lots and lots of tiny things that i guess you never really think about until they're absent that you really want out of teammates yeah. That can make make a game really like fly. Mm-hmm. Um, like just carry it and whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah. That's about I don't know, all, all, I guess. It's um it's good. Yeah, we played a game before. We did, oh my god. A duo's game before. So close. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we did close. We started on like Rosehawk or something. Was it Roshawk? Yeah, we started in Roshawk. Killed the people, other people in Roshawk. No, no, no. Two people did. Two people leave Roshawk. Two, yeah, just- two people left Roshawk in the weirdest fashion. Like they half looted four or five houses and then jumped in a car and bailed. <laughs> and so when we were going through the houses, they'd left the do- doors like other doors open. Mm. On we were still finding heaps of shit. It was very confusing. Yeah, and then uh, we were not sure if anyone else was there because we'd seen parachutes, like yeah. stacks of parachutes 
um, land at like the school and like around the general area. We weren't sure if anyone else had run in. Yeah. But yeah. Turned out no. Turned out no. Uh, we got lucky with the t- first two circles. They stayed sort of central. Yeah. Um, so we were still in them. And uh, we went and hopped in a in a car. Picked After a spot. murdering two people. Yeah, so we murdered two people. And it must have... I would have shit my pants if I was them. <laughs> I was them. They, they just, like, were running around like they had the fucking... Like, had the town themselves. And then suddenly, like, we waited for them to get into, like, an open area and just fucking... Well, they had no cover, yeah. Yeah, had no cover and just fucking un- unloaded on them. Like, they both nearly got to cover as well, but... Unfortunately for them, they did not. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so we uh, hopped in a fucking Yaz and drove to- this, While getting pinged at. Yeah. From up on the hill. <laughs> from a car. You got hit and shit. Uh, I'm, I'm like turning around and ducking out and like putting down suppressing fire and they're <laughs> pinging back at me. But uh, I like, I was just sort of firing in their general direction too. I didn't have a good idea of where they fuck. Like, I don't, I think I had a- a hollow site. I didn't... Oh, no. I, got, I picked up a two-by off Two times, yeah. one, of, one of the uh, dead guys. So, that's all I had. I couldn't really see them. Um, but, yeah. I was just sort of pinging in their direction. And uh, I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. I started getting pinged from a different direction. I just jumped in the ass and came and got you. We fucking gunned it. Uh, there's some... There's like a three-story building down the bottom of the hill north of Pachinki. Mm. And uh, we went and sort of took uh, took cover in there. We were like pinging at people around the place and stuff like that. And the circle kept like – we sort of managed the circle quite well, I think. Um, like obviously we got lucky with the circle, but – we picked places where we didn't like. We never have to move too far if we're in, like, if the circle didn't, so like go center over. So yep. yeah, we did. We did a good job managing the circle, which like with the change to the circle, how the circle works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is like a, a good. Like you still have to manage the circle once it's past the first couple of withdrawals. Yeah, I think but, it's this. It's for me. I feel like it's the second and third circle that's causing the most issues. Yeah, because they're the ones that are like you've still got really big circles, and you can still end up with them like across the map somewhere. Um, whereas when you get further into the game, even though they could be on the other side of like where you are they're within running distance because it's only a couple hundred meters. Um, but where it kind of fucks you is that like, you're, you're now not, con- you're now like constantly fucking running around instead of covering and shooting people. Yeah. Um, which I still don't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we did get lucky quite a lot. Yeah. Lucky, but yeah, we also managed it. Um, yeah. So, we had to leave that building and we did it was fine you got a good kill on a dude just as he like he was desperately trying to get inside the circle and you just pinging him making things like life hard for him and then um yeah we went up the hill uh i think we yeah people were getting murdered all over the place uh 
we had the circle, we were in a good position, and then uh, you spotted some dudes to our south. You shot one of them. Uh, he got downed. Uh, I managed to get an angle on him from around the tree. At this point, there were only three other people left alive. Yep. Uh, so I managed to get an angle on the guy from around the tree as he was trying to help up the guy you'd downed. I started to ping him and some other winger wingers to my east starts shooting me. So I have to back off and let, leave that guy up the, to the south. He was up a hill to the south um, alone. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, I go to kill that guy. I like... I was down in my fucking, like down in my Glock. Millimeter of health as well. Yeah. Uh, down in my Glock as well. And uh, yeah, go to spray him and you fucking ping him in the brain. And down he goes. So I hit the deck and heal up. Uh, and then, oh no. Did I get pinged? I must have got pinged from up the hill the by the other guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, the other guy must have got me. Uh, so yeah, just boned on that one. And uh, yeah. We couldn't work out where I got shot from, ultimately. Hmm. But uh, you eventually worked out... Well, I, I tried to direct you to the guy up the hill towards the first dude you'd shot behind the tree. Uh, but this guy had run all the way around, come up behind. And yeah. But yeah, basically where you were dead. <laughs> yep. And he killed you. He did. And it turned out... Uh, it was uh, Malta from the Chiefs Counter-Strike team that had played at IEM. The other was Malta and Tux and uh, Bastards. Bastards! But you killed one of them. You killed, like, one of the best shooters in Australia, Australian Counter-Strike. Second so, best shooters in Australia. Oh, he is now, motherfuckers. <laughs> time to get you that. Time to get you signed, Luke. Yeah. I'll be your player manager. Don't worry about it. Too old for this shit. I can do I'll PUBG be- for sure. I can do that easy. Yeah. No question. No question. Although you didn't beat Malta, so. Well, I didn't know where he was. He had the advantage. <laughs> you were telling me he was in one side and. Turns well, out he wasn't. I mean, he ran around. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh. Still, warm up game. Second place. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. And then uh, the next game, we got a crate really early. We were going a, a little bit aggro, and then we eased off a little. But, uh, yeah, got a crate really early. Got an M249 out of it. And then um, we were hiding in some barns because we didn't have, like, anything. I didn't even have a fucking helmet. Mm. So uh, I had to go hit some barns and get some gear, gear up a little. And uh, I fucking – I shot a dude off his bike while he was riding it horizontal to me. I <laughs> And it was a headshot. Yeah. Fucking salty. Yeah, I'd, I'd be mad if I were him. Um, yeah, and then so the circle wound up being basically where it had been last time. Like in that little, it was sort of over. Like northeast of Pachinki. Yeah, northeast of Pachinki. And uh, we were quite a bit south of that. So we could jump in a car and drove and we were heading for these these houses sort of uh southwest of the school mm. that little house area with a a um warehouse attached to it on the road out of pachinki yeah and uh yeah rolled in there and there's a car at the garage like, looks like crashed into the wall 
oh, there's a car in the garage, there's a car in the there's people there. And suddenly, like, gunfire starts hammering into the driver's side of this fucking car. So I just, I literally just fucking plowed into this wall. Uh, didn't, like, didn't stop. Use the wall, the wall to stop us. Jump out, open the door, run through the fucking door. Oh, shit. Uh, they are pinging all sorts of grenades at us. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. We shot him a couple of times. We shot some other people. Um, and then, yeah, we got sort of sandwiched. The circle was just outside of where we were, but we couldn't get down to them. Uh, yeah, because like a third squad coming, right? Yeah, this third squad showed up and they were hiding right underneath us. <laughs> and so we had to jump out of this fucking balcony. You got the first time at the attempt you had at it. You like goofed it up or something and landed. I think you must have clipped into the roof, like of that attached building. That's why you couldn't go down. I think that's why you couldn't move down because you died off the balcony. You actually you had managed to jump off. Yeah, you just weren't able to move off the balcony. Hmm. So I think you were like clipping in or some shit. But uh, so yeah, you died there, and I jumped down and uh, emptied into these dudes. And they died. They died to the circle just after I did. Yeah. Which is very annoying. But, um, yeah. So, I uh, the, I played one more game afterwards and I ended up there. Oh, right. And I went and recreated the scenario to try and figure out what went wrong. Um, and you actually have to crouch to get it to move you again. Because um, uh, there's like a, there's a balcony and then there's like a shed attached to it. And you can jump up on the ledge um but in order to keep moving you've got to it like it, it must get you stuck or something because there's a little bit of a gap in between the balcony and the um the roof of this shed so you in order to I, like i was trying to jump and jumping wasn't working uh because i only had like a split second to get off this balcony i was like oh fuck and by that stage they were shooting at me um so yep. yeah it turns out you have to crouch right but even though i'm already crouched you need to toggle it or something Right. I don't know. It's like a... You kind of just get stuck. Uh, if you do move forward a little bit and then go left, you can fit through or it lets you through. There's just something weird going on in that specific corner that you have to crouch to get through. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I was saying, like I had a look at the... Um, I was looking at the replay and yeah, it seemed like you were, you were stuck in something. Yeah. Like an invisible wall or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck, I need to go figure out what happened so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> so, oh, well, that ha- shit happens. Early access game. Um, anyway. Anything else to talk about on that one? No, not really. I haven't played enough, I guess. Um, I still love it. Like, yeah, I had, I had a bit of a complain last week about the, the circles but I still yeah I don't know I still love it hmm. still like, I think it. though I hope they change something or at least tinker around with some of the gameplay stuff like, I, I like them adding in new weapons and whatnot but they haven't really done a, a big gameplay change other than that in a, in a yeah in, in a, you know a couple of months it's just kind they, of been like they hinted at that new map and stuff I don't know that might be something I, hey, I, I've got a feeling the next one is going to be mantling and and that. Oh stuff. yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Should we do some news then? Let's do some news. Hey, I got some news. I bought a new phone. Oh, did you? What'd you get? Galaxy S8. Galaxy S8. Yeah, the new Galaxy. Ah, that's the one. That Samsung came out this year, right? Yeah. 
because uh, I need I need a new phone because my fucking Nexus Six P had like ninety minutes of screen on time, okay. which is not good. That is like really bad. Um, and yeah, this thing was like super cheap on eBay uh, in the fucking like end of financial year sales. So I'm like, fuck it. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I only got it yesterday. It didn't show up in time for me to go to China. Uh, and uh, yeah. Got it, like actually, yeah, got it yesterday and today. The phone that I've been waiting for, yeah, it got leaked. Details of it got leaked. So, which phone is that? The, the Pixel Two. Oh, Google's new phone. Yep. Isn't that always the way? Yeah. Wait and wait and wait and wait, and then suddenly, yeah. I'm uh, I'm, I've been looking at graphics cards, like trying to figure out when the next slot's coming out. Oh yeah. And nobody seems to know. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, the, the guesses were like the end of this year, maybe. But I'm like, ah, oh, nobody's really reporting on it. Like, isn't there some sort of person that does rumors? One week after you buy. No, I'm going to wait. Okay. Going to wait. Then they'll never come out. It sounds like they're going, they're going to call it the 20 series. Uh, what? Yeah. 27 series. The 20 series. So, like, uh, this last one was like the 10. 10 series? Yep. They're just going to go... Okay, so that's... And then go to 20. That's dumb, but okay. Fair enough. You do what you do. Uh, All right, let's do some news. Uh, There isn't much here, really, so we just kind of picked a... Well, I picked a bunch of shit that we can talk about. Um, Destiny 2 beta starts next week, and the early access uh, is a couple days before that. I think it's on the 18th or 19th, uh, whereas the open beta is like 21, 22nd of... July, and that'll be for consoles. PC will be coming later on in, I think, August, they're saying. Right. Um, you keen? You interested? Or are you going to give it a miss? I will give it a miss. Uh, I might check out the PC one, but yeah, I will pass on this until it's on PC. Yeah. I just, I'm not interested, really. Yeah. yeah. Is that because the. Still got a sour taste from the last game, or yeah, yeah. I've just got no faith that they'll be able to deliver something different from the last time. I just don't think they. I don't think they have it in them. Hmm. Yeah, I saw some like FAQs today talking about legacy stuff and bringing things over, and it looks like <laughs> I don't know if, if there's anything more to it, but they were talking about like emblems and. Like, if you bring a character across, you'll get this legacy emblem. It's like, oh, that's not really that exciting. Um, considering yeah. they were talking about all this other stuff that the game was going to be doing. I don't know. It just seems like their initial ideas for this game or this series has completely fallen apart. And they've gone in a, a different direction. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. See what happens when it comes out. Still a while off. Um Esports news, you might know a bit more about this, but ESPN was reporting that uh, the Overwatch League has some potential buyers or has some buyers, up to six owners have uh, purchased, I guess, teams. Is that how that's going? Yeah, so it's hard to really get a fucking good understanding of it yet. Uh, I don't know who the teams are. I've heard rumors. Yeah, We're talking about it on the weekend, but... Um, yeah, it's like 
I think they have to buy like franchises, a la the NBA and stuff. Yep. And there's teams sort of around the world. I think there's like a Ch- Chinese team, a um, a. Uh, so there's Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Boston, Shanghai, Seoul, Shanghai, yeah, South Korea. Seoul. Yeah, Seoul is South Korea. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how the fuck that's going to work. Because how the fuck do you have a team in China playing with teams from America? Hmm. It's tough. Like for the global games to happen for the NBA, it's a fucking. It's a do. It's a thing. It's it's tough. Like shit goes into that, uh, and unless and like to, to be honest, like there were technical glitches abound at the Shang, uh, the Spring Championships on the weekend. Uh, there was Shanghai Major uh, for Dota. Yep, it was a fucking schmozzle. Like it just doesn't. It doesn't seem like China is capable of doing video production at a capacity that is required for this sort of thing, but. At the same, like, so they'll have like their own fucking team in the mix, you know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, they're talking about uh, the rumor is twenty millions buy-in for this. Yeah, that that's what I heard as well. Twenty million bucks uh, buys your team, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just they they're throwing a lot of money at it. They will work hard to make it work, but I just don't see why you would watch it necessarily over watching something more organically created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's like it's unproven, unproven at the moment. Like what they're capable of doing. They're talking about this Overwatch League, and there was a Twitter account launched today <laughs> with a GIF, and that's kind yeah. of all we really know. At yeah. The moment, other than there's been rumors talking about like this league stuff happening and how much it's going to cost and people that are interested, but really, other than that, it's just it's all rumored stuff at the moment. We don't really know what's going on. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I I talked about my problems already, right? Like. I don't think Overwatch is terribly competitive. Uh, like, it just turns too much into a snowball. Like, it focuses too much on snowballing. Um, I don't think it's terribly well balanced. There are heroes that just aren't viable in competitive situations. And, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think they might be getting ahead of themselves a little with this. Um, but on the other hand, like I said, they're, they're throwing a lot of money into it. So, yeah. And these are like professional organizations as well. Oh, sorry. The owners, the people that are buying this stuff are behind professional organizations. Uh, some of the names being thrown around like the, uh, New York Mets, um, New York, uh, sorry, New England Patriots. There's people from, uh, like the basketball side, like Shaquille O'Neal that are involved in some of these organizations and, um, you know, Memf- Memphis Grizzlies, Sacramento Kings. Like there's a lot of NFL, NBA type caliber owners that are, that are looking into this stuff now. 
and then are buying in according to this like six people they've got so it's they're doing something right <laughs> i don't know i guess we gotta we gotta wait and see what happens it seems to be a deal that's a couple of years in the making as well that's it's gonna kind of span over six or seven years from what they're saying yeah yeah i don't know it's uh i guess we gotta see how that kind of evolves overwatch has been quite a bit quiet on the uh esports front at the moment i heard i heard it was all like i don't know i don't know if they had teams i, I heard it was the immortals and nrg hmm. i heard someone like price waterhouse cooper or like another investment bank um like stuff like that as opposed to sports teams necessarily i guess we'll find out but yeah 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 i know this was posted today uh was it today or maybe earlier earlier in the, in the week uh on espn um on the esports section so right i don't know anyway that's the news <laughs> that's all we got that's it yeah, Fair enough. very quiet still yeah okay not much uh, games not not much happening on the news side uh, it's gonna pick up in a couple of weeks looks like it should we talk about uh, some questions people sent in let's do question hopefully you got it open because I don't I do have it open uh, when Jesus Christ yeah I, I think they've been having conversations in there again these we bastards told them not to and they you still you bastards uh, okay let's do it <laughs> Drew writes in PUBG in the circle. So last pod, you talked a lot about the new circle placement and the randomness of it. Our regular crew have discussed it while playing it quite a bit. I'm pro new circle. You're ridiculous, Drew. Oh, this is crazy. They, Stop reading. That's I it. I know. It's He's trash. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've changed the likelihood of a circle being close to the edge, but it isn't weighted more heavily than the chance of it landing center. It has been made equal, like rolling two dice. We all know that seven is more likely than ten, because there are more combos and numbers that add up seven. Uh, as with the circle, there are more possible locations in the middle than there are at the edges, as there is a hard line where the next circle can't appear. That ha- uh, that have balances it more. That have balances it so all locations have the they have balanced it. He must have written this on his phone or something. Uh, have the same likelihood of being the next circle. It was true random before, but that meant center was always more likely. Now it's a like true random spread. It does suck when you're just running, when it's just a matter of changing tactics. Then this way being worse than a previous than the previous way the circle worked. You can't afford to just get to the edge of the circle and rely on you only having to go half the distance to the next circle as it was more often appearing central or close to. You have to push in further sooner. I think this has created a good chance for more conflicts either as you try to get a car to leave as they are now more, now more highly valued and, gra- and the greater likelihood of finding people in the center as they too want the best chance of being in the next circle or as close to it as possible. I think that's what I've noticed in this last week. Previously, you might push into the circle and not as not as anyone as everybody would 
Previously, we might push into the circle and not as anyone as everybody would lurk at the edge. Mm, Notice. Notice as everybody. It has to be. And and we would notice as everybody would lurk at the edge. Not as we push deep into the circle, we find... Notice as we push deep into the circle, we find a lot more people... Okay, look, if we are going to have essays in the questions Discord, I need them to be... (laughs) Just... You have to do more than just check for squiggly lines. You have to check that it's coherent, because otherwise I am going to get very confused. Um, (laughs) Notice as we push deep into the circle, we find a lot more people or have more people show up after we have... I think we could all benefit from a shift in tactics from getting fully geared to getting geared enough and worrying about position, more about position than gear. person with best position will beat the person with best gear. This is not, there wasn't even a question in that, Drew. Uh, a miracle. What? <laughs> that is appropriate. That's um, not a question either. Oh, my God. Or is it? It is, but just didn't have a question mark. So feel free to counter me or point out whatever is flawed in my argument, as I haven't played in a few months. I kept up with the game however much I can, but none of the changes to the game are compelling enough for me to want to return. You're ridiculous. Uh, This circle talk makes me feel like there's some issue with the balancing team. Whether it's lack of people to work on balancing, fear to change the game too drastically, or something else entirely, I'm not sure. There's, there are obviously balanced changes being made to the game, but it feels like it's trying to be this roundabout style of balancing that seemed to increase in popularity around when Dota 2 started to really pick up in popularity. Instead of trying to fix the mid-game that's slow as balls and now consists of only driving or dying, they decide to make this circle change. Now, if the, the issue is that they're having trouble figuring out how to change up the mid-game, they just made it even harder with a change that baffles me. Let's assume what Drew said is what they're aiming for. More conflicts, more emphasis on getting a better position and the like. What have they done to facilitate that? Let's say you're making a burger from scratch. Here we go. This is thinking out of left field miracle. Let's say you're making a burger from scratch and you learn that adding salt to the raw patty breaks down the beef in undesirable ways. So you just take away the salt from the patty before you cook it. Before this change, the burger tasted fine. Shouldn't you find a way to add that salt back in somewhere through an extra condiment, change in cheese, or whatever crazy idea you want? In this case, it feels like they removed the salt and didn't bother to cook the burger to find out how that would affect the taste. This rate feels like the tasty bacon avocado cheeseburger that I was looking forward to is going to be magically mangled in some grilled chicken club sandwich wrapped in lettuce instead of a bun. I don't know what he's fucking talking about. He's... His metaphor is, is getting far more complicated. I like it. I'm a fan. So the question is, what do the balance changes feel like to you? Are they weird and in- inconsequential since they keep on adding weapons while still trying to tune the current weapons to be balanced? Or do you think they seem to have some sort of direction that I'm not seeing? Um, I think what's happening is they're still trying. They're still trying. Like they have to continue to add game uh, guns and stuff because they have to continue to make the game like it's they they have a end point in sight and so they have to reach that uh and i guess they're making balance changes to keep people playing so they don't reach early uh the end of early access and find everyone's left because they don't want to play an unbalanced game anymore so i guess it's just sort of like a they're treading water at the moment and they're doing things to to keep people in uh and so yeah i don't think they necessarily uh, tasting the burger before they sell it uh, with the thought in mind that before they actually put it on the plate, they're able to, they'll be able to like 100% get 
go back to it. So at the moment, you're buying, we're we're buying into a burger that isn't really done. I guess uh, they haven't gotten to the point where they've got the bacon in or the uh, they haven't picked a cheese yet, stuff like that. Um, and so we're we're I guess along for the ride while they work out what cheese. Yeah, where do we or, put the cheese? Yeah, whether they're adding bacon or stuff like that. So yeah, we just I guess we just have to wait for them to work that shit out at this point, at this stage in the game. Um to that end, uh yeah, like I do agree. Uh I I think they made this change and it wasn't necessarily fully thought through. Uh I don't agree with with Drew because my problem isn't like there aren't enough. You can get too often boned by just no vehicles. So, like, I I agree with the sentiment that we should be bailing earlier uh, on the circle, not leaving it as long. But uh, yeah, there are some such circumstances where you like even if you bail, you would have to basically bail from the fucking start to have a fucking shot. You would never, ever stop running. And that's my problem, is the circle situations where you will enter a circle and you never stop running until you get to the next circle. Those are the those circles are happening more after the update. Hmm. And that's that's what this change to the balance has done. Change to the circle placement has done. Uh, is It's created situations where you just, you will run the entire time. And that sucks. That sucks in particular. And it didn't really matter uh, the one in like 12 games to borrow the dice uh, analogy. Uh, it didn't really matter in, in the one in 12 games where you, you rolled craps. Um, but now, yeah, it's it sort of sucks. Yep. Yeah. That's what I got. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I've said that they. Yeah, I think the second to third circle around there is where they need to make some changes. It's later game stuff. Seems okay, but there's just not enough time for you to run. It's some in some situations you just can't make it. Um, and when you've got other obstacles in the way, like people shooting at you or or stuff like that, it's just takes the fun away because it's supposed to be a game about at least shooting at people, right? And when you spend five or six minutes running <laughs> that's not fun yep yeah exactly mm. yeah alright uh, Baz writes hey guys another great podcast PUBG cast oh that's good Sakuma Baz uh, another <laughs> great PUBG cast well done um, Joe are we going to start a PUBG podcast that, that no that's what that's the name of this pod, podcast I think ah, we call it PUBG cast PUBG cast yep um Completely agree with you guys regarding the latest PUBG game uh, changes. Due to these changes, cars are so much more valuable, even they are not guaranteed to spawn anymore. Oh, yeah, that is actually another point I was going to make about Drew's. Oh, I'll keep reading. Um, I guess that it will increase the player base as more people who suck at shooters have a higher chance of making it to the last circles or winning. It is frustrating, though, because I enjoy the combat more than any other part of this game, and I often find myself or the squad running, running across the maps most games now. I am finding that I am getting shot much more from people in the blue zone, too, as they just give up trying to make the circle because it's not possible on foot. So they just take as much as many people down with them before they die. I've found that as well, uh, and I've done it. <laughs> Um, anyway, my question is, how can they make this game 
this a game that will be taken seriously in the esports community. I guess they can make the starting circle appear before you can eject from the plane. Maybe that uh, that can be a ranked ma- match map design. Still RNG, but greatly reduces it. Also, upon rec- Job's recommendation a couple of months ago, I picked up Project Argo and could not find anyone playing it on Australian servers. Hopefully, the population has improved. Um, we yeah, talked about so- that last week, didn't we? Uh, Argo. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has improved. We can check it out sometime, Baz. Um, anyway, Mike, uh, sorry, uh, the question is how could it be turned into a game that is taken seriously in the esports community? So I guess, in my opinion, uh, they have to make significant changes to their hit registry because at the moment it's not ideal. It's not where it should be. Well, the tick rate needs to be fixed, right? They need to up that. <laughs> Yeah. It's like 24 or something at the moment, I think it was, people were saying. Right. But it's tough because it's 100 people in a server. So, mm. so it's it's a tough one to, for them to fix. Uh, so they need to fix that. Uh, I guess if, if, about the map, about the map situation, um, I think a good balancer and something that would be useful for esports would be an increase in the amount of vehicles. Because that is something that you can like. That is a I don't know. It's I think it's vehicles make a lot of noise, and so there's a high risk reward scenario based on in, like using them. But at the same time, if they're your only shot uh, at getting into the fucking circle, then like you generally have no no choice but to take them. And you could see an interesting game spring up around the use of vehicles or the use of denying vehicles uh, in in a competitive uh, situation that that I think would be like pretty interesting. And I don't think adding a bunch more vehicles would be that detrimental to the. I can't think of any fucking drawbacks to it, to be honest. So, yeah. I, th- I think adding a shitload more vehicles would be a really good way to to make it more viable, s- like circle wise, and at the same time, like make it competitive. Because yeah, if if you are coming into the fucking white zone in a in a car, you are at a disadvantage, but you're not at as large a disadvantage. Like there there is an increased skill shot involved for the player aiming at you because they have to line up someone and the car can block shots and stuff like that, and you're moving a lot faster than normal. So there's increased skill shot there, uh, but they they do have a good idea of your location and, yeah, like the information game changes based on your use of the vehicle. So, yeah, I think that would be an interesting one. Hmm. Wait, uh, one way to, to do it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Any thoughts? Uh, I don't know, man. I've said it before. Uh, there's lots of ways I think they can fix it. The blue zone, uh, you know, being shot outside that needs to do more damage. Yep. Um, it needs to move slower, that circle. Um, yep. You know, force people to actually, like, if you're outside of it, then it's your problem. Uh, does more damage. Accuracy is shit, so you can't shoot outside of it. But at least make it so that it's slow so you can stay in front of that circle. Um, I think what they can do is just make that blue circle start attracting earlier that way at least it's always pushing in but it's just not as quick as normal 
So just slow that down a bit. That, that's one way I think they could do it. And then um, that forces people to move in and you can still engage in combat then. If you can outrun it, then, you know, do that. As opposed to having people where I've seen a lot of strategy now where people are just staying that first and second circle. You just stay and keep looting because you've got enough boosters to heal yourself out of it. So you can just keep running around and whatnot. So you end up with situations where you you're, you feel like you're in the circle and all of a sudden some dude comes up behind you five minutes later because they've, they've been looting for 10 minutes outside the circle, which is quite easily possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the whole... I think they need to change that formula of, or whatever algorithm they're using to choose the circle placement. It just seems too... I disagree what Drew said before. It seems too weighted now to yep. spawn at the edge. It just happens so much where you're going from one end to the other all the time. Uh, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, in terms of watching it, taking it as an eSport, like, I, I think it's fun enough to watch. Like, we do it all the time playing with squads. Like, when people die, it's still fun to watch other people. Um... And those games that I did watch at DreamHack were definitely fun to watch as well. So there is some appeal there. Yeah. It's just whether or not they, um, you know, they get behind it and start adding some more tools in there and balancing it a bit better. Because, yeah, like you said, hit, reg- hit registry stuff is, in, is an issue. Like the amount of times I've been hit while strafing behind a... Oh, yeah. Like a concrete wall or something. And then like a second after I'm behind the wall I'm still getting hit that's frustrating the amount, amount of times I've like died hmm. when I am 100% sure I'm behind cover and you've killed whoever shot me and you've gone to my body and I am f- like behind my crate is fucking behind a fucking wall by f- two meters like ludicrous shit yeah hmm. yeah anyway right. what else is on here it continues. That question, uh, Miracle writes, that question strongly depends on what part of the esports community you want to hit. The players, which ones? The casual or the hardcore? The spectators? What level of knowledge do you expect your viewers to have? Overwatch attempts to cater to every level, which really screws up the pros. From what I hear about League of Legends, it's something similar, where it's just bad for the pros. Siege seems to do fine with its balancing, but Siege is the kind of game that makes the difference between the pros and ranked players much smaller. The game is simply noob unfriendly, so it's not really as big a concern for them, I'd say. Dota 2, Luke probably has a better feeling for the pulse of this game. It's been a while since I bother keeping up with the balancing meta. In my opinion, the game's popularity pushes it towards more of a lol Overwatch situation, but it's just a matter of will they succumb to that popularity, cater to the streamers and whatnot. Uh, Baz responds, not really, you're missing the point. I'm talking about from any perspective. If you have a prize of 250,000 USD for PUBG in its current state, it's basically a lottery. There's far too much RNG involved and the player can't manage it. If the top 100 players of PUBG in the world played right now, the winner isn't the best player of the 100, rather the luckiest. Whereas in the other games you mentioned, they would be. Miracle response, well, that's the question. Are they going to change it to a smaller group of players like it should be? Or are they going to say something along the lines of how LOL or Overwatch, uh, League of Legends or Overwatch have and say the competitive player should represent what the typical player is familiar with and stick with the 100-player format? That was a huge stink in the LOL scene at some at one point. Right before a huge tournament, they balanced the game to make the meta represent the typical mid uh, top mid dual bot one jungler because it would make it more relatable for the viewer while the pros had switched it up 
because it was more efficient to play otherwise. To me, I would prefer it uh, if the game had it. So if you wanted to be better at if you wanted the better loot, it'd be in riskier places. I would probably time and regulate the crate drop placement. The map should be small enough that the cars aren't needed. However, if they decide that the typical viewer would be too confused with this completely different style of play, then they might nix it. Or if they think that the RNG makes the game more exciting uh, and varied to watch, then it's boned. I mean, let me ask uh, you, for what reasons are they keeping it so random? Baz responds. These are not questions, guys. Uh, maybe we should direct our replies in this feed using the at symbol or Ron Burgundy will read all of this on the podcast. Haha, uh -huh. oh my God, I feel like a dunce. Uh, I'm not sure how to solve the problem, but like all, uh, like other successful esports games, the average player should be able to play the same map game as the esports player rather than a special set of rules for esports events. Miracle spawns. True, but he's going to read them anyways. Lol. Oh my God. Uh, I have to make this very clear. How I feel sh uh, things should be and how things will be are very different. I agree that they should be the same map and game. But the difference between a game for pros and a game for the masses is often thought to be extremely different. That's why Riot believes the game should be balanced in a way that viewers can watch it. I think they completely underestimate what their viewers understand. Players emulate pros all the time, so players will adapt. But some, some companies do not operate that way slash do not believe that to be true. That's why I asked all that I did. How do they think? The way they're balancing the game makes me feel that they may turn the wrong way, but maybe others feel differently. Racy adds, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Speaking of Ron Burgundy, that is the end. Uh, here's a, like, out of all of that, I, I'm glad I read it all out. Uh, an interesting point that I would like to, like, drag out uh, is that the, like, in games that are dramatically different from the general play experience, the view, viewer, count, the count, uh, viewer counts are generally smaller. While the Tanks is a great example, and so is Battlefield. Neither of those games re represent the general play experience, and as a result, the, the esports community is nothing like what it is for other games. And that is despite the fact that World of Tanks is an excessively popular free-to-play game with a, like shitloads of players, it just doesn't it doesn't even come close. Mm -hmm. It does I don't think it rivals Heroes of the Storm, and it's been out longer than Heroes of the Storm. Um, Battlefield, by the like also like ultra popular significant like super popular game uh does fantastic um every every time it comes out for ea so basically every year um sells off the charts uh people love playing it they are generally uh fairly competitive in the servers uh, if like on obviously not pro level but the competitive game format does not represent the in-game experience and as a result they can't get a, a full-blown scene off the ground. It's that's that's the problem, I guess. That's my problem with PUBG as a fucking competitive as an esport. Uh, is that at the end of the day, if it's not like the general experience, like I think if it was yeah. cut down to a smaller amount, it'd still be fine. Right, but like, if you're to lower the number to forty or something, and small, like, sh make the initial circle a lot smaller, uh, still keep the same fucking map so people can go all over the fucking place. I guess I'm not sure. I haven't really thought about map size as a necessitator, but uh, yeah, 
if you lower the player count initially, it'd still largely resemble the same fucking game. But I think you'd have to play. It'd have to be either. I think was was it you, Luke, who suggested yeah. some sort of fucking multi-game like like Formula One points situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what happened. So that was the format I suggested of having. It's not one game, it's a series of games. And then you yep. get points depending on where you're ranked yep. and how many kills you got. And that's the format that DreamHack implemented a couple yep. of weeks ago when they did their tournament. They they did that exact format of, uh, I think it was duos, and they played a, a number of games. And depending on where you got in the, um, you know, in the number system, you got awarded a certain amount of points, but you also got awarded points for kills. Uh, I disagreed that the kill score was too low. I, I thought it wasn't enough. Um, I thought you should have got more points for getting kills, at least. Right. Uh, so there's some like balancing that needs to be done there. But that's the format I think that game needs to go in to be considered for an eSport to kind of make it less random. If you're able to... I mean, all you need to do is look at the top, the leaderboards at the moment in PUBG. Uh, and look at the top 10 players or top 100 players. Just click on anyone's name in there and you look at like the team, the guy coming first in Australia in squad and he's got like a 46% win rate in squads, right? There is RNG elements to the game, but that's a big win rate percentage. He's winning half of his games. And why is that happening? Because maybe he's got a good squad and they know how to coordinate this shit. And you can click on any of the people in the top 100 and you'll see you'll start seeing similar patterns um some people have high kill death ratios others have quite low kill death ratios but they're good at getting into the last uh top 10 and there are ways to be really good at this game that that you can kind of play with that random element so to say that it's all like decided on luck is not it's not entirely true no but i don't think baz wasn't saying it was all decided on luck it's just heavily influenced yeah but you should be able to manage it i think by having to some extent but like there does there definitely like gets to a point like where you can't yeah you can't manage some of those fucking circle jobs which is why you need a series of games to play out so that yeah, it absolutely. should even out eventually right you yeah. if you if you play 10 games you should find hopefully get a good idea of who the best players are even if it's 100 people in that game uh, and you're playing solo or or if you have 30 teams in a squad, like uh, over 10 games, you should get an idea of a, a ranking system and who's good and who's not. Like the same thing happens in Formula One. You have the best fucking driver in the world crash out on the second lap. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't matter because he may come first the, the next nine races. And, you know, that's just how it swings. And I think that that's kind of the formula or format they need to stick to for this for this game i don't know if i don't know what the right numbers are but <laughs> there's smart people in there that are working on that um but that's just like a quick brainstorm that i've come up with while we we're thinking about the esports stuff a couple of weeks back uh-huh yeah but how like give us a, give us a rough number give us a rough number on how many games you'd have to play you reckon what's how the many? Min- what's the minimum amount of games you think would work in a tournament minimum yeah um f- maybe five okay you well, reckon how, you how many is five that's 30 minutes each game yeah so it's two and a half hours okay 
I think five is a minimum here. Pretty okay. good. That's yeah. a, what? That's a normal. That's like a three, three games Dota. in Dota. Yeah. Um, or a, I don't know how long League of Legends games are, but that sort of thing. I know Counter Strike games are pretty long. What is it? An hour a match? About that. Yeah. Yeah. Can so, be. You know, five to seven, eight rounds maybe, um, with breaks in between. The thing about this is right. In a game like Dota, you've got two teams playing. You've got 10, pe- 10 people in there. In PUBG, you can have up to 100 people. So you can get through that a lot quicker in a tournament, in a tournament format, right? Um, and then you can have things in between it. So you don't necessarily have to have the best 30 teams. You can have uh, multiple uh, regions or multiple people playing at the same time and, and then start breaking things down. And like the top 30 get shifted over to the next ranking system and start like playing around with it that way how do you manage those numbers I don't know the, fucking someone will figure it out yeah anyway I'm just like brainstorming ideas but you can you can have a lot of games played with just 100 people playing is what I'm saying it's a lot easier to manage than having 18 Dota teams play over the span of 5 days yeah. Right. Like you could do a, a PUBG tournament over three days. Yep. And the minimum games could be um, 10, 15 games. Who knows? Right. Because that's, that's going to get you across those three days. But maybe they break it up and maybe one day is a solo day and day two is duos and day three squads. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You're asking me a lot of questions here, Job. I haven't thought about it. But well, I, they sound like good answers to me. They're okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch some PUBG, especially if we were in it. We'd probably we'd do pretty good, I think. I think we'd, we'd fucking smash. Yeah, as long as we didn't uh, have the fucking Chiefs playing against us, we'll get them next time. We will. We'll smash them. Mm. They're done next time. All right. Was that all the questions? Uh, yep. All right. Is that it? We can wrap it up? I guess we can, yes. Cool. Let's do that. Um, all right. You can find the show. This one here, right? It's called The Gap. You can find that on iTunes, Android, Windows Store. Sometimes it's not under The Gap. Sometimes it's under the GA podcast. But you can find it always. You can rate and review us on there as well. It helps other people find the show. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email us at the GA podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our Discord page, which is the GA podcast.com slash Discord. Um, we've got a, a text channel on there. You can leave us questions or just argue with each other like uh, Miracle and Baz did over the weekend or yesterday. Yep. Got a just bunch that. of voice channels in there as well. Yep people playing games um and other things going on you can also find us on facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast or our website which is the gapodcast.com and that's all possible thanks to our patreon members which you can go uh find at patreon.com slash ga podcast if you want to help support the show you can do that over there and it's much appreciated for everyone that does that every month so yes yep and uh that's it you can find me on twitter.com slash luke laurie where i talk about i don't know maybe basketball the last week or so sure summer league trades yep crazy trades that are going on there are some crazy trades yeah Uh, otherwise you're on there as well i am shit posting it's all shit posting Hmm. 
Yep. What's the the address? Joby Jojo at, at Joby Jojo. Okay. Did you change your name this week? I didn't. I should have changed it to Job Cells. Job Cells. Okay. Yeah. So what are you selling? Huh? What are you selling? Boo. <laughs> Who's bang? Uh, all right. Well, that's it. We'll be back. Anything else to pimp? Fuck. I feel like I forgot something. Yeah, jump in our Discord. I want to play some squad. If you've got squad, <laughs> jump in our Discord. I want to get a squad together to play squad. I think we need like, we don't need eight people, but I reckon if we can get eight people together, we can all like crew up together in the same Discord and avoid having to deal with other people too much. Um, but most people who play squad take it pretty seriously, so it shouldn't be too big a deal. But So we can play with randos. Cool. Uh, but yeah, we should play some of that shit. All right. Sounds fun. Um, all right. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. More Gap and more PUBG cast. PUBG thank cast. you. And thank you to all our patrons. Yes. Yes. That's what I said before. And I'm saying it again. All right. I didn't say it. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I was just silent. All right. Thanks, Jay. Right. Thanks, Luke.